Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. This is episode 232 of Maximize Your Influence. Good to be back. Good to have you back, my maximizers, as you maximize your income and your ability to persuade and influence. Appreciate your love, support, questions, comments, and remarks, even your bad jokes. I like those every now and again. Some maybe not, but most of them I do like. Can I give me a reach to Kurt, K-U-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. It's been a great week, doing a lot more local trainings, working on some teams, helping coach some people to the next level in the world of persuasion and influence. That is always fulfilling because you can take someone from A to Z. And it's always good to see a good sales team, customer service team, network marketing team come together. If you're listening to this on YouTube, hit like. If you're on Spotify, hit like. If you're on iTunes, hit like. Do appreciate that. Thank you so much for that. Tell your family and friends as we take a deep dive in the world of persuasion, negotiation, motivation, and influence. And we're going to kick off today with the blend job. Don't, don't, don't. Now, if you're new to the program, do you know what a blinja is? Well, it's a combination blunder or ninja. Some shows we have the persuasion blunder, and sometimes we have the persuasion ninja. This is a blinja, a combination of both. And these both happened to me in the same week, both at different restaurants. I think you've had enough waiters and waitresses to know that they either have it or they don't. And the first was the blunder, who just reeked of negative pessimism. There was no smile. I didn't feel good to be there. Everything I wanted was a nuisance. And it was just pulling me down, kind of ruined the experience. And of course, the food doesn't taste as good. Like, what do you mean? Well, it's interesting. They even did a study with people at a table, and they put negative and pessimistic people around these people, and that did affect the food evaluations. And so attitude in general, and I'm usually a pretty good tipper, but it was still hard to put a large amount on there because it was every turn, asking, begging, pleading, wanting, hoping, just show me a little love, pretend, at least pretend you like me, and it wasn't there. That was the blunder. Then there's the other one that created the ambience of likability, that I'm glad you're here. Let's work together, whatever it takes. And beyond that, the smile and the basics, there was the casual touch, which we don't know increases tips with waiters and waitresses. And as great persuaders, you've got to appreciate the people that are doing it right. Even knelt down while I took the order. I haven't seen a study on that, but I do think there's a bigger connection there repeated back the orders, which increases likability, which doesn't make a lot of sense where this repeating back, but we like to hear what we've said. There's a connection there. And my all-time favorite, the after dinner mint double take. Did it textbook style. It was awesome. Meaning when the waiter or waitress is bringing your check, and of course, give you a couple mints. Now, some, they give you lots of mints. Maybe they give you four, five, six mints. But they found that if you put a couple mints, say your pleasantries turn away, and come back and give a couple more, that also increases tips. Boggles my mind that people in the service industry that don't like people, that hate people, that wear their attitudes and frustrations and pessimism on their sleeves, 
Maybe it's time for a different job. Or just turn it around, or at least fake it till you make it. Give me something. That is our Blinja of the week. Also this week, you've been building up our advanced influence coaching staff. If you ever need a coach to walk you through a presentation, to look at your persuasion IQ, to take your persuasion and sales skills to the next level, let us know. You can still contact us at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. In fact, we want to prove our worth. The first coaching session is free. Let us know. That's at Kurt, K-O-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Building the staff of certified magnetic persuasion trainers. And that's been a lot of fun. Also building that team, just letting you know. Next, we've got our geeky article of the week. Now, we do a combination here. Our content and the geeky article are going to come together as I give my personal take on this article. That's at psychblog.com. It also can be found at spring.org. And, of course, I will post the link at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. That's where you can download the latest versions of the podcast, even register on iTunes and Spotify and other places to get the podcast automatically. And, of course, there's a link there to book audios and other products and services. So this article, here's the title, all right? Five simple ways to appear more intelligent. I mean, who doesn't want to appear or seem more intelligent whether you are or not? It's always a good thing to have. It increases your trust because it looks like you have more competence. And so they went through five different articles. And I'm going to go through each one of these and add my take to look more intelligent. I don't know. I don't see a real downside to this. You want to look more intelligent. Not in an arrogant, cocky way, but you can solve their problem. So some interesting takes on how to seem more intelligent, how to appear more intelligent. First one they talk about is wear more clothes. This is from the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. They say that wearing more clothing makes you look more competent. Interesting. But then they go on to say that taking off a sweater is enough to make you look less competent. So I'm not sure what that means. They came across that It was the appearance of flesh, (laughs) okay? Again, I don't make up these studies or real look them up. But they found when there's the appearance of flesh, it encouraged people to think about a person's body rather than their mind. So maybe is this a hoodie? What are we talking about here? A beanie? I don't know about that. They also found people are less inclined to harm people with bare skin and more inclined to protect them. Isn't that interesting? I don't even, they didn't even say why on that one. I'm just putting it out there for you. Because the experiment was people viewing male subjects with their shirt off were less inclined to give those subjects uncomfortable electric shocks. There it is, the electric shocks again. Then when men had their shirts on. Interesting. Clothing is important. I mean, you don't want to be so bundled up they can't see any part of your body. I'm sure you need to have your head uncovered if you want to build trust. And we know this with travel. I know when I'm wearing a suit and I'm covered, I guess less flesh, I'm more likely to get an upgrade. I'm treated differently in hotels. People in a crosswalk in New York City are three times more likely to follow someone in a suit across than in jeans and t-shirts. And we also know that you're more likely to get promoted up when you're wearing what they're wearing. So clothing is part of it. We know it. It's part of the attraction. It's part of your appearance. It's part of that instant knee-jerk reaction, that 95% subconscious trigger that we've talked so much about. So number two, make eye contact. 
Uh, is that in the duh category? I don't know. Let's see. Journal of Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin. They found maintaining eye contact while talking is one of the easiest ways to appear smarter. But that was also true. You appeared more smarter when you talked pleasantly, clearly, and you had a self-assured expression. You're being responsive to their questions. This is perception. The one piece, remember the one piece, longer eye contact, those that maintain eye contact actually were smarter. But other perceptions were standing upright, speaking a little longer, and like I mentioned, being responsive were all part of that. Now, of course, we're not talking 100% of the time. When you're looking at someone 100% of the time, you're either angry or falling in love. Not going to help you in the persuasion world. The universal average, probably around 70% of the time. I mean, the eyes are the window of the soul. There's no doubt about it. In fact, you can take a man and a woman. We've talked about this one. Set them sit down knee to knee, look at each other's eyes, stare in each other's eyes. They start having amorous feelings towards each other. So it might be a good game to play in a date. I don't know. Just saying. Think about it. <laughs> we talked about eye contact a few episodes ago. And, of course, the free archives are located at InfluenceUniversity.com, also home of our 52-week Ph.D. Advanced Persuasion Negotiation Program. And I don't need to go into the avoidance of eye contact, sunglasses, or even glasses that tint themselves. I mean, even rapid blinking shows resistance and a disconnect. I mean, eyes are interesting all the way around, but try to maintain a little longer eye contact and mirror their eye contact a little bit. So it might be a little the duh category, but hey, if you can look at them a little longer, maintain that eye contact a little longer, then you have a little more intelligence, or at least that perception of intelligence. All right, number three, the right hairstyle? Well, this survey was from a hair care brand. They wouldn't tell us who, but the right hairstyle? Now, we probably already all know that styles go in and out. We all probably know that well, what's on the top of our head is probably better than we think it actually is. I don't know. But medium-length, casual-looking styles are judges making women more intelligent is what the survey found. But the study also showed them that that casual-looking hairstyle, that medium-length, is being good nature. Now, to the man that wanted to look more intelligent, it was medium-length, side-parted hair. The bad news for men with these haircuts is that they also were seen as narrow-minded. All from hair. How did they do this survey? They would just take pictures of men and women, take off their hair, and then put on different styles. So everything was the same in the picture, but the hairstyle from bald to long hair. A few other aspects of the study, long, straight, blonde hair on women made them look sexier and richer, but more narrow-minded. And men with shorter, highlighted hair were seen as confident and sexy, but also self-centered. So it's almost like we're to no win here. So choose your hairstyle the way you should. Even facial hair. We talked about a study a few months ago that facial hair in men can decrease instant credibility, but long-term facial hair that looks good can increase credibility between two people. Interesting. And of course, it depends by culture, obviously, on that. So think about your hairstyle. Think about the photos you use. It's amazing how many real estate agents put their photos on a billboard, on a bus sign, and you're like, really? That's your picture? Because it looks good to you, but do you know? There's a website out there called photofeeler.com, I believe it is, where you can post your photo and have strangers judge you on your intelligence, on your trust, on your connectability. Pretty good things to know to pick the right picture, the right hairstyle even, so you're not guessing. So number four from the Journal of Personality and Individual Differences, it says, eyes open, don't frown. Let's see if this is one of those duh moments. It says, getting more sleep makes people look more intelligent. 
well, well, there's something I could probably work on. Because when you get more sleep, it affects their resting or neutral face. Maybe that will cure my RBF. You don't know RBF? Look it up. But I've got it and I'm working on it. So next time you see me live, let me know if I have fixed it. They said people are better rested, open their eyes wider, and do not have a slight frown on their face. Interesting. But if they're coming from a little sleep, people tend to display a slight frown, and their eyes are not as wide open as they are normally. So take that one to the bank to be more intelligent. And those things also make you more attractive. We've heard of the halo effect. The better looking you are, which would mean smile and eyes open more and just your general looks, you are rated as more trusty, more credible, and more intelligent. We know that with the attractiveness factor. Again, we're not dealing with fair here. We're just dealing with reality. So sleep is important. I would add to the attraction factor your ability to exercise. Well, Kurt, I don't have time to exercise. Well, no, we've talked about this. Exercise gives you more time. You sleep less. You think better. You accomplish more. You live longer. And you look better, which means you're more persuasive and you make more money. Even in customer service, getting them to smile over the phone makes people connect with them more. Isn't that interesting? I mean, a real smile, not those fake family reunion smiles. You know what I'm talking about? Some people ask, Kurt, how do we know if it's a real smile? Their eyes smile with their mouth. If their eyes are doing nothing, they haven't changed. It's a fake smile. Test it out at your next family reunion or high school reunion. And of course, smiles and your eyes, it can vary by culture, situation, and even company. I mean, you got to be aware of those. You can learn to mirror and match others. But that's one you can take to the bank. Keep your eyes open a little more and don't frown and get more sleep and get some exercise so you can participate in the energy and the halo effect where people judge you as more trustworthy and more intelligent than you actually are. All right, number five. Not sure if I agree from the Journal of Nonverbal Behavior. It says speak slowly. Every podcast I've ever given, it says no. When you speak faster, you're more charismatic, you have more energy, and it gives your audience less time to think of counterarguments. Let's see what they say. They say speaking slowly makes people sound more intelligent. And I guess I could see that on a panel on an intense, complicated subject, or if you're an expert witness in a trial. But it looks like they're taking a different spin on this. So they did this study where people try to change their voice to embody these different traits or characteristics. Sometimes it was sexy, more confident, more intelligent, more dominant. And they found that both male and females had no problem sounding more intelligent and more dominant. So we do know that when you have a lower voice that is more credible, it is more competent, we do know that. The inflection at the end of the sentence, that increases your credibility. But they did more of the sexy side, it looks like. But I'm not sure sexy makes you more intelligent. But this is what they found. That women who lowered the pitch of their voice and sounded more breathy, men found them more attractive. They also found for men that slowed down their speech was more attractive and sexy. So this is more of a sexy, attractive one. Not sure I made it appear more intelligent blog. They said, and I quote, perhaps the slowing one's voice, and this isn't a dating scenario, trying to pick someone up, I guess, is an attempt to convey approachability. As a decreased speaking rate was found to increase the benevolence rating of the speaker. And I'll, I'll go with that. I mean, as far as approachability, starting a presentation, slow, marrying the audience, getting the energy up, and the other instances we talked about. So there could be a time and place for that. 
If you're getting into your presentation to a large group, the energy, the speed does help you be more persuasive, but it looks like the initial connectivity, approachability, benevolence of a person, you're slowing it up as you get started. There's more of a connection there. And one final thing they found in the study, when men tried to sound sexy with their voices, uh, the women weren't convinced. (laughs) So I guess women are better than men and trying to sound sexy with their voice. I don't know if that's practice or to guys, everything sounds sexy. I don't know. (laughs) I just don't know. But those are the studies about simple ways to appear more intelligent. And I don't see any downside. That's my personal take on those articles. Some interesting information to help you appear more intelligent, which will increase your trust. Remember some of the aspects of trust were the character and the competence. Many times competence is just a perception and here's the way to appear more intelligent. So that is our podcast of the day. We are available on Twitter at InfluenceMax, on Facebook at Maximize Your Influence. I'm still promoting the free book offer of the latest edition of Maximize Your Influence. You just pick up shipping and handling. That's at lawsofinfluence.com. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate your support. Thank you for all your feedback. Give us more at maximizeyourinfluence.com. With that being said, master these skills today. Appear more intelligent. Increase the trust and go out and persuade with power.